Okay, we are in Sefer Daniel, Perik Yud, Pasuk Aleph, Bishnat Shalosh Lekoresh Melech Haras. Two preambles. One we mentioned yesterday that we are now approaching the last three prokim of Daniel, Yud, Yud Aleph, and Yud Beis. They are to be regarded as one chazon. One vision, as we're going to see, is very far-reaching, it's very complicated at places, but it is just one chazon. The division into three prokim, as we've said before on other matters, is totally arbitrary. It has nothing to do with the Anshei Knesset Hagdola, or Chazal, or the Ravonim. The division of prokim in Novi is, or was, the function of New Testament theologians. It was often arbitrary, capricious, no logic to it, and so that's what has come down to us. That's one. Second point, Janiel, as we're going to see, is extremely agitated here, and it's the focus of this chazon, with an event that happened after Koresh, King Cyrus, encourages the Jews to go back. We're going to see it very soon in Ezra, how King Cyrus has a vision from the Kaddish Baruch, who he says, that he instructs, he proclaims B'nai Yisrael should go back, build the third temple. He gives them money. He gives them encouragement. He gives the people instructions to give them money, make anything that can facilitate their trip and their uh, construction, make it available, even going so far as giving to them the kalim, the utensils that Nebuchadnezzar had stolen from the Beis HaMikdash. It is a beautiful rebirth. It's considered the redemption is here. And then suddenly it is stopped in its tracks. It is stopped by a group of very hostile people within Israel and within the court of King Cyrus. And they make the case, the people in Israel are the Shomronim, the Samaritans, and they make the case that they're not just building a temple, they're building the walls of Yerushalayim. They are planning rebellion. They're not loyal to you. For some reason, King Koresh accepts this thing, halts the work on the Beit HaMikdash, and it is 18 years before it is resumed again by his son, Daryavish. So that's what Daniel is very upset about, very angered about. So we pick that up. In the third year of Chorus, that's when that proclamation to stop work uh, started. As Rashi says, You have to understand that this is what prompted the Chazon uh, and that he is told Lashem that is revealed to Daniel Shanikrosmo Belshatzar. That's a very interesting interposition. Remember, Belshatzar is the name Nebuchadnezzar gives him. Uh, why it is appearing here, Bavel is no longer the empire, Nebuchadnezzar is certainly not the king, and yet they just record that his Babylonian name was Balshetzar. 
In any case, Emes Hadovar Vitsibar Gadol Uvin is Hadovar Uvino Lokemara. He's getting a vision. The vision's purpose is to clarify those visions that went before. In other words, this vision will make certain events that occurred before, certain visions that Daniel had, even clearer. By Yomimahim, Ani Daniel Hayisim is Abel Shlosha Shruim Yomim. In those days, says Daniel, I was mourning for 23 weeks. 23 weeks could mean, as we saw yesterday, 23 years. Uh, or it's more closer to 21 years. Um, and the reason being, we assume that 18 years lapsed between Koresh revoking the permit to construct and Daryovish reinstituting it. And I mourned for that. Lehem, lechem chamudos, lochalti, I didn't eat good bread, uvasa, beyayin, wine, meat, lo ba lp, besoch, lo sachti, I didn't anoint myself, ad melaz, shlosher shavim yom. Until 21 years, not 21 weeks, evolve or pass. So he takes upon himself all the symbols of a fast. Uh, the fasting usually means, say the fortune at night he eats, but not any of these um, foodstuffs. But during the day, he has nothing. Billy, how, 21 years, how, how old is Daniel becoming at this point? You know, you asked me that the other day. I promised to research the exact age limit. But now, but now he's going on 21 He years. lives a long life. There's no question he lives a very long <laughs> life. He covers regime from Bavel to Cyrus, uh, to Daryavish. Um, we will have that answer for you tomorrow. Um, continues Daniel, So in the 24th, day of the first month, which we would normally say is Nisan, but that's going to lead to problems. I was standing by the big river that is along with the Euphrates bordering Bavel called the Chidekel. Problem it raises if it's really the 24th of Nisan, did he go Pesach without Matzah? Did he go Pesach without the Arbarkosos? Um, Mephorshim say it's hard to contemplate that he would do that. The more logical explanation would be it is the 24th day of the month associated with Cyrus or Daryovesh, not Nisan. In any event, of Esos Enai, I'm on the banks of the river Chitekel, I lift my eyes, there is a man, here we know is the angel Gabriel, who is sort of attached to Daniel, and he is wearing a fine wool, his loins are girded with a belt of fine gold. Moreover, Uviyasi Katarshish, his countenance is like sapphire. Ufanov Kimare Barak, 
His face is like lightning. The enough kalapide eight. His eyes are like torches, burning torches. His legs and arms are like burnished copper. The cold of cold And when he speaks, it's like the voice of multitudes you hear in the distance. A very imposing figure is Gabriel. And I, Levadi, I alone see this vision as Hamara. And the men who were with me, they don't see it. They sense something, and a terrible fear seizes them, and they race to find cover. Who are these men with him? Says Rashi, they are Chagai, um, Zechariah, and Malachi, the last three Nevi'im of Treosar. And this brings us back very interestingly to a Gemara we alluded to yesterday, where we argued, is Daniel a Navi or, or not? And the Gemara in Megillah said, from this we learn that yes, they had certain powers that he didn't have Daniel, Nebuah. Daniel was never assigned a Nebuah. He was not. He was visions, but not Nebuah. At the same time, they didn't see what he saw. <laughs> he, had, he was better than them in the Ruach HaKodesh that he saw what they didn't see. So they flee out of there. Uh, continues Daniel. I am left to myself. I see this vision. I am just drained of any strength. My countenance, my color just turned on me. To like give me a power. And the Lord Sartikoah, I didn't have an ounce of strength within me. But Eshma is called Barav, I hear his voice, because Shamia is called Barav, and when I hear his voice, I fall into a deep sleep. Tardema is a very deep sleep, which often, that's where you get the chazon. I fall on my face, I am lying face down on the earth. And suddenly a hand touches me. And lifts me on my knees from this prostrate position and my hands, uh, my palms on, on the earth. I am ready to stand. And now the voice says, Daniel, that's the expression, how beloved you are, Daniel. So you are so beloved. Listen, I am going to tell you what this is about. I am going to tell you the calculations that led to this, when it is going to be lifted. Listen to what I am saying. Stand up. Who has sent me to you. When he spoke to me this, I trembled. I was just seized by, by tremors and shakes. 
al do not fear. From the first moment that you agonize over this stoppage of work by Cyrus at the base Hamikdash, I have given my heart The minute you turned and prayed, your prayer was listened to. It was an immediate listening. So what? And I have come to you to explain it. So then the explanation now is, so what took so long to come? 21 years. And it's a very interesting, strange metaphysical reason. Yud Beis, Yud Gimel. V'sar malchus paras omed l'nodi esrin ve'echad yom. This is the Kaddish Baruch Hu explaining to Daniel why he did not reach out to him before these 21 years of 18 years in reality. I was busy with Malchus Paras, Omed Lenegdi. They were standing opposite me. Not that he was speaking to the kings of Paras. Malchus Paras, Basar Malchus Paras, we have a Chazal, a Medrash that says every nation had its own, for want of a better expression, its own guardian angel that would advocate for it, that would speak for it. And the Sar Malchus Paras, the one who I have charged with dealing with Persia, was making a terrible problem for me. Omed Lenegdi Esrim Mechad Yom, 21 years, and what they were doing, as Rashi explains, they were advocating for longer longevity for the kings of Persia for the specific reason that they would be oppressive of B'nai Israel. And I was fighting them. I was arguing with them that, no, I was not going to grant this. Now, Michael came... Bear in mind, Michael is like the prima inter pares, the first among equals of Malachim. He is the top Malach in the hierarchy. And he came, Michael, I needed help confronting these Tsar Malchus Paras. He came to help me. And so I remained with Malchei Paras, to revert that request, to not grant the request, to give the longevity to the kings for the specific purpose of continuing oppression of B'nai Israel. And now I have come so that you will understand that there is much worse coming down than Malchus Paras. Malchus Paras, in the end, we saw was benevolent, was compassionate, was kind. There are other nations waiting on stage to come behind them. Ki old chazon liyamim. There will be visions of other days. And he was specifically and now referring to Greece. Ubedabro imi kedvarim ha'ela. And when he spoke these things to me, Nasati Panai Arts of an Elamti, 
I fell to the ground in total confusion and disillusionment. The fact that Paras was going to be solved, but there are nations waiting in the wings to wreak greater destruction. And now this figure of probably Gabriel now takes on the form not of that frightening terror combination of sapphire and flames, but and it is probably done, say the Mephorshim, to calm Doniel down, to assure him. Nogea al he's touching my lips, the Eftah P, the Adabra, he opened my mouth so I could speak. The Omra El made Lenegi, and the first thing I say, I don't need the I can't speak to you. I don't have the power to speak to you. My strength is totally gone. Imagine he said, where do I get even the effrontery to come to speak to you face to face? I no longer have strength. My soul is even like leaving me. I have no strength, no fortitude. I have no right to even be here. By Yosef, and he continues this angel in human form. He appeared to me as uh, he touched me and he appeared as a man by Yasikani. He strengthened me. Suddenly I felt my strength coming back. Do not worry, you beloved Hashem. Shalom, peace to you. Strengthen yourself, strengthen your inner fortitude and resolve. And as he spoke, I felt my strength coming back. Speak as it were for the Kaddish Baruch because I am strengthened. And he says, And you know why I have come to you? Because now, I am going back to continue my battle with those angels of mine that control the destiny of Parsha. And now comes the angels that protect Yavan. It is going to be much worse. It is going to be far less benevolent. But I am telling you, I have made the decree. It is written. Now, when something is written, Russian, inscribed by the Kaddish Baruch Hu, as a rule, barring certain supernatural events, it cannot be reversed. In other words, sometimes Tzvila doesn't help it, intervention doesn't help it. However, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Ein Echad Mishazeki Mi the only one who can perhaps get me to reverse the terrible things that are coming down, ki in Michael Sarchem, in my servant, Michael, the head of all the angels. He has the power to intervene. How he will intervene, the rest of this very complex chazon, in Yer Tashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, be there. You will not want to miss it. Uh, Come